Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Castlevania Legends for the Game Boy. Castlevania Legends was developed and published by Konami in Japan in November of 1997, in North America in March of 1998, in Europe at some point in 1998 also. I see. That's pretty close. Yeah, not not too far off for sure. I mean, at this point, things are really starting to sync up a little bit more, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. Now, this game was published as Akamojo Dracula Dark Knight Prelude in Japan. And it is, of course, the third Castlevania game for the Game Boy. This is the first Castlevania game to feature a female as one of the leads or the lead of the game. Yeah, that was cool to see. Super cool. And this lead, Sonya, was going to be a lead character in the canceled Dreamcast game, Castlevania Resurrection. Oh, whoa. It was going to be the first American-made Castlevania game, but it never came to be. Never even heard of it. (laughs) Wow. I know. We both love the Dreamcast. I'm crazy interested to think of what could have been on there. Yeah, for real. That's a was a good system. Now, this game was actually made by a satellite division of Konami in Japan, so not by the main Konami branch. Yeah, I saw that. That's uh, it's like a whole different. This isn't the Castlevania team you would expect, right? Yes, and uh, for better or for worse, because uh, super producer Koji Igarashi, uh, he actually is not a fan of this game, and he has removed it from the official timeline of the Castlevania <laughs> series. I saw that. That's a. Uh... It's harsh, but it is kind of a weird, I don't know, we'll, we'll talk about it more later, but I, I can kind well, he, of see where they're coming from. Yeah, he claims that it messes with the timelines too much of the other games, uh, and also went as far to say that this game was an embarrassment to the series, which I think is oh, wow. pretty harsh. Yeah, especially, yeah, considering the first Castlevania, the adventure, like, come on, that... <laughs> yeah, I agree. That one's still in there. <laughs> but yeah, this is definitely one of the unsung games in the series one that most people don't even know exists well there was a a certain other castlevania game that came out in 1997 that i think overwhelmed everyone being symphony of the night of course yeah and oddly enough this game does have some things in common with it which i think we're gonna get to later on but i can definitely see how that game's existence really overshadowed this one oh yeah yeah (laughs) it overshadowed a lot for me in 97 So, Nick, what kind of game is Castlevania Legends? It is a side-scrolling action platformer, as you might expect, from a Castlevania. Yes, and as a Castlevania game, you can jump, and it is the standard Castlevania jump, which is a fixed jump. Well, kind of. Yeah, well... No, you can... You can go back, man. You can alter it like in a weird way. It's never really necessary, but it, the jump is a little weird for Castlevania, you know? That's true. But it does have that same arc. If you jump forward, it's a very good feeling Castlevania style jump in that way. Yeah, yeah. And oh. but, I, but I guess you're right. You can reverse in your jump, uh, although I never did. Yeah, I was kind of disappointed where I, I realized I could do it pretty far into the game where I was like, oh, yeah, well, I, but I never needed to. So it's like it didn't matter. Now, in addition to jumping, you are a, a Belmont in this game. You are Sonia Belmont. 
the first of the Belmont clan. And yeah, you, uh, of course, have a whip as your main weapon. Yep. And this whip functions much like many other Castlevania games. Uh, it does have a bit of a lag to it where you draw it back and then whip forward. And then uh, it does have a little bit of a, of a frames of hit over the shoulder behind you. Yeah. And it seemed a little less than classic Castlevania, but I might have just been me. Yeah, it was more prominent when you're on a rope, I think. Oh, yeah, I can see that. And the rope returns. It's uh, the way the Game Boy Castlevania games get around the uh, the awkward stair mechanics and the fact that they would take up too much space on the screen. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, for the record, I'm I'm a fan of the rope. I think it's a, a compact way, you know, to to design a level. Well, I'm a fan of the rope because that's one of the biggest sticking points for me in a lot of Castlevania games is the awkwardness of entering the stairs. Oh, sure. And, you know, uh, it's something they all deal with a little different later on in, you know, various Castlevanias, like where you can jump onto the stairs and stuff or but Mm -hmm. most of the time you're just locked on there. So it's a it's definitely a weak spot. Yes. Now, uh, this game does differ from a lot of the other Castlevania games because you don't have a lot of uh, sub weapons or any sub weapons to use. That's right. Uh, Although it does have some familiar items you'll find throughout the levels. There is a whip upgrade system. Yeah, you get those little like orbs, crystals or whatever. Mm -hmm. Because you start with that shoestring, the little limp, you know, whip that no one likes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, It has two upgrades from there. Yeah, you can go into a ball and chain and then you get the ball and chain plus fireball uh, returning from, I think that's been in all the Game Boy Castlevania so far, right? Yes. Um, The worst part was in the one where you would lose it when you got hit. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the first one. Yeah. That was awful. Uh, but this one is great. It's got some killer range. Yeah, yeah. And frankly, I was uh, I was just a huge fan of it. Uh, I love the fireball whip. Yeah, yeah. Well, and given that you have no uh, special weapons, uh, it's it's it helps keep you competitive. That and it's very useful for bosses. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And uh, we should mention that the projectile is. I think it's the same strength as your normal whip, but mm-hmm. the. The actual upgraded whip when you get there with the ball and chain, like if you hit them with that, it actually does more damage than the fireball. Yeah. And that's very useful for later game enemies, mm-hmm. like those fishmen. Yeah, yes, the great fishmen. Now, also returning is uh, the fact that you find meat and you eat that meat to regain your health, but it is not hidden in walls. No, it's in candles now. Yes. And there's only drumsticks. Yeah, yeah. And they restore about half your life. So pretty good. And at the first half of the game, they're very plentiful. Yeah, yeah, which is nice. I was very happy about that. And of course, you will find one-ups, and those give you another free man. Always good. And finally, of course, the majority of things you will find when whipping candles are hearts. Oh, yeah. Lot, almost all of them are hearts, and unfortunately, they are not. They don't have the large heart here to give you five. They're all just one heart. Yeah, and that's a bummer. I would really like that big heart sometimes. Yeah, yeah, I know. And... And you can hold up to 99 hearts if you max it out. So that, I don't even know how really that would be possible. Yeah, I, I would never <laughs> even close. Now, you don't use these hearts for sub-weapons in this game. Instead, uh, your main character, Sonya, is part wizard. Yeah, yeah. You use what the, the manual calls soul weapons. Or spells. They're just spells. Yeah, they're, they're spells. Kind of somewhat reminiscent of Sypha Belnades or whatever from Castlevania 3. Yeah. And... You get a new one at the end of each level. Yeah, so the first level, it's like you're collecting all these hearts, and you're like, for what? <laughs> and there are five total soul spells you can get, and once you've had more than one, you can select them on a subscreen. Yeah, and that's awesome. I, I like that they're permanent, you know? 
Oh, I, I really like that system overall. In fact, I found myself using the spells more often than I would have used sub weapons in the other games. Yeah, for sure. Me, me too, man. Uh, and first up, you do get the wind spell. That's from beating the first boss. Uh, yep. And it interestingly stops time for a few seconds. Much like the stopwatch. Much like the, yeah, yeah. I only use this one on accident. I used it a few times, mostly on accident as well, but... There's a couple times it came in handy, but it's quickly outclassed. That's right, and, uh, and it costs five hearts per use, by the way. Mm -hmm. uh, because the next spell you learn is the greatest spell to ever <laughs> grace a Castlevania game. It is good. That is the spell of ice. Yes, which also, kind of strangely, uh, will heal you. It'll heal all of your, your health, up to the max. It's great. All, all of your health. All that you that is insane. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is expensive. It costs 20 hearts, but it's... But it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's priceless, man. That's definitely where I would say 90% of all my hearts went. Agreed. Yeah, I'm in the exact same boat. In fact, because of this very spell, I was like really hunting down every single heart. Yeah, I always wanted to stay full. Now, I must recommend that if you are... Don't leave this selected because you use all these spells by pressing up and B. So if you're on the rope, it's really easy to accidentally use it and you don't want to waste 20 hearts for like one bar of life. Yeah, I would always keep it on one of the five heart spells. Yeah, yeah. Until I needed it. Uh, next up, we have flame. And the flame, uh, it, it like hurts everything on the screen at the cost of five hearts. And for most enemies, it kills them. Yeah, so it can be useful. I, I, yeah. I used it a lot later on when you kind of come into these screens where there's just so many bats and things that I just don't want to deal with. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely useful. Sometimes this game swarms you, and that's where that's where this comes in, man. Less useful is our next spell, or soul weapon, and that is the saint weapon. Yeah, and this one will shoot a little wave shot out in front of you. Um, and I guess it's stronger than your fireball? Uh, yeah, I... I didn't use it much. Uh, it only costs one heart to shoot, so that's nice. But um, it doesn't seem to do much that my fireball won't do. Well, if I mean, I guess in certain situations, because you can have one of these and a fireball on the screen at the same time. Okay. So little extra firepower there, but I, most things have invincibility frames, so it doesn't really matter. Right. And then finally, we have the last and final soul spell, also not very useful, and that is the magic soul spell soul weapon i'm sorry soul weapon um i wanted to ask you about that because it like it hurts everything on the screen and does something it like makes you invincible or something the, the instruction book was kind of unclear and i couldn't really tell from my limited experimentation i thought it was just like the flame but stronger okay maybe that's yeah the um the manual says it like nullifies the enemy's attack maybe it destroys projectiles or something too uh there's, oh, I think maybe that's what it is. Yeah, there, there aren't a lot of them <laughs> in this game, though. So, yeah, I, I didn't really use it because, and it's only five hearts, so not too bad. Yeah, but by the time you have that, you really want to make sure you have all the hearts you can for healing. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Uh, because by those late stages, there are fewer and fewer turkey legs just dangling around for you to refill your health with. It's true. It's true. Now, in addition to those soul weapons... Sonya has one extra trick up her sleeve. Oh, yes, and it is called the burning mode. Okay, I forgot what it's called, <laughs> but it is pretty cool and kind of cheap. Well, yeah, it's just an invincibility <laughs> that you can activate once per level. And it makes you a little quicker as well. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, and you use this by pressing, what is it? it's like up plus A and B. 
No, it's just A and B together oh, at the same time. Okay. Yeah. I the first time I used it several I would use it accidentally and not know what just happened. <laughs> the first time I was playing and I was like, oh, what what is this? Uh-huh. And, and there's a little meter underneath your life and it's full at the beginning of each level. And once you've activated that, it just goes down over time, giving you five, maybe ten seconds to I guess you know, fulfill your burning mode destiny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, but for me, I always just saved it for the boss. Same here. Yep. <laughs> Because it that is invaluable to be able to run up to a boss and whip away invincible. Yeah, it's um, there's nothing in a level that could take that away from me. Nine times out of ten, you can get them almost dead, if not dead, before your your burning mode runs out. So it's a uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, between that and a ice spell, you're golden. Yes. Now along the way, there are some special items you can find in these levels. Um, yeah, the collectible or collected items, as the manual calls mm-hmm. them. And they're always a little bit out of the way. Yeah, because, well, I mean, that's something that's kind of different about this game compared to most classic ones is there are a lot of like side paths in these levels where you can go and sometimes it's just like a turkey leg up there, but sometimes it's the collected items. And what's really cool is that the collected items are all of the sub weapons you're used to using in a Castlevania. Yeah, you'll see the dagger, the cross, the holy water, the axe and the watch. And... Story-wise, what's happening is you are finding these artifacts to then pass down to be used by future generations of Belmonts. Yeah, pretty cool. I agree. I was a little bummed I couldn't use the axe when I first found it. Yeah, me too. I, I kept going to my subscreen. I was like, how do I select this? What What do I have to do? <laughs> yeah, I agree. I had to go, I had to go look it up. <laughs> and then one other big uh, difference in this game and the other ones is that you are timed in this game. But since you have so many branching paths, Time is really a factor. It can be. Um, it, it's usually... I, I got close a couple times. At the end of the game, yeah, I, I can see that. Like, And it's easy to get lazy about it because in the early levels, you get like 600 seconds or you know what I mean, where you're, you're never worried mm-hmm. about it and it, it may sneak up on you. Unless your children ask you a question and you forget to pause it <laughs> and you talk for a while and then you're going through your level about your business and then you realize you have less than 20 seconds to defeat a boss oh that's rough man don't worry i did it with two seconds to spare oh nice but i was sweating <laughs> I, I bet that's a that's not a good surprise <laughs> no not at all i was like oh gosh i got like i've got 45 seconds left i'm like how far am i from this boss help well, and this game, uh, you start with three lives. You know, we mentioned one-ups before, but um, mm-hmm. you also have infinite continues and a password. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> it's very cool. And what also is interesting is that there are different endings for this game. So depending on if you had gotten all the special items or not, you get, I guess, a good or bad ending. Yeah, yeah. It seemed more like, at least from the little bit of probing I did, where it's like you get an ending when you beat it, and then if you got them all, you get a little extra afterwards. I can see what that extra is now that you mention it. That's what I'm pretty sure, yeah. Oh, one other little difference from this compared to, say, at least NES Castlevania is that your life bar is only 14 units here. It's usually 16. Oh. Which is weird, but I don't think many enemies do more than one bar of damage. You know what I mean? Except for bosses. No, I didn't think so. Yeah. Kind of weird there. And then one new uh, thing to watch out for is the trap candles that this game introduces. Oh, man. These suck. Yeah, well, you'll just be whipping away, collecting hearts, and then sometimes it just, the you'll whip a candle and the floor will fall out or something, and you'll fall into a, a room with some 
monsters that will keep spawning sometimes you know there's different ones but you just basically have to fight and it's horrible yeah because they don't just like keep spawning they keep spawning no matter where you're at so sometimes on top of you yeah yeah i'm i fell into a few at the beginning that aren't too bad because you can find some safe spots but after that it's really like <sighs> you want those hearts for your spells but then you're, you have to be cautious you know it's it adds a little bit of exploration to the levels i guess yeah, I'm not going to lie. I uh, After that first one, I, I made sure I had a map on hand at all times. Yeah, I yeah. by about the third or fourth level I started, I was like, I'm going to check these maps because these, these levels are too big for me to waste the time and then go to one of the, you know, how long does that take, you know, for your timer, you know? <laughs> yeah, oh, for sure. Timer. And this game does offer the standard or light mode difficulty selection. Yeah, what is the difference? Um, As far as I can tell... When you choose the light mode, you your whips always starts off at the second level. Okay. Like you don't have the fireball, but and, you've got the ball and chain. And can you go through the whole game that way? I think so. I, I didn't try. I was doing standard, and I found it out later, and I was like, oh, man. <laughs> but uh, which is a is a weird way, you know, to balance difficulty, but I kind of like it. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool. All right, Nick, this is Konami, a leader in great game manuals. And this game has a distinction of adding to the mythos of the Castlevania franchise by being, at the time, the first in the series canonically. That's right. So please tell me they did at least a decent job of explaining that part of this. Well, I think they did. Um, it's a it's a very short but sweet manual. It's only 14 pages. But Okay. Um, you know, it's and of course it's black and white, but you do have a bunch of sweet '90s like anime style character art for like Sonya and all of the bosses. So those that looks cool. Oh, that is cool. Um, it goes through the story. You know, it's basically just it's Sonya Belmont was born with powers and was always told one day you're going to have to use these for good. And then uh, it says when she's 17, she meets Alucard and then just has to go fight Dracula. I don't know. It's kind of weird. They just throw it in there, but. Yeah, because in the storyline during the game, it seems like there's been a little bit more going on between you and Mr. Alucard. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of weird. The the game itself definitely fleshes out the story more than the manual, but yeah, okay, it does a good job of you know it describes all the soul weapons and your your few items. You get some very brief stage previews, and at the very end, you get a memo page. Oh well, that clinches it for me. <laughs> I give that a thumbs up without even seeing it. We have. Pictures of the bosses and a memo page. What more could you want? Yeah, and, and it's some good artwork too. It's it's worth uh, the thirty seconds it takes to read it uh, or the scan online. So check them out. Well, Nick, what was your personal history with Castlevania Legends? I did not have one. <laughs> I didn't even know it existed. Same here. <laughs> I mean, I, I did once I did research for it to play. But yeah, I didn't know there was a third one for the, the Game Boy. And I didn't realize that a Game Boy one had come out so late. Yeah. In yeah. its life cycle. Same here. Same here. Then, Nick, what was your more recent experience with this game? Um, I beat this game in about three play sessions of about an hour a piece maybe a little more yeah i think i'm right around that same boat uh i did cheat i saved at the beginning of each level 
Uh, and then towards the end, I saved a couple times in the levels just because I didn't want to play through them anymore. They are long. Um, yeah, I, I saved between levels. At first, I was like, I don't need to. You have infinite continues, whatever. But I kind of started doing that eventually because the there aren't a lot of those crystals to power up your whip. No, it's not like the other ones where there's like, well, the first five or six candles have two of them in there. Yeah, there, there used to be like That's a not the formula case. to it or something where it's like every X heart or something like, but no, not here. They're, you're lucky if there's two in a level. So I, and I really wanted to hold on to my fireball. So I, I did kind of cheat that. Oh, way. yeah, it's make or break for the second half of the game. You need that fireball. Yeah, yeah. I also uh, saved at the beginning of each boss fight, but it was rarely necessary. Yeah, the bosses are, I mean, they're cool looking, but not very tough. So especially with burning mode. So exactly. But I did beat this game and uh, I had a pretty good time doing it. Yeah. Did you get the all the collected items? I did. I got all the collected items, even, even though I didn't want to go to that that extra level. But I did anyways. Oh, no, I uh, I did not actually. And I didn't even go to that level. Oh, I didn't realize it till I'd already passed it. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I'm glad I did then. Yeah, I didn't. I, I can tell you all about it. Yeah, you, I'll lean on you for that, brother. All right. Well, here we are in the general chat portion of the show. And I'd just like to start by saying that this game is a very interesting bridge between the. 8 and 16-bit Castlevanias and Symphony of the Night in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I mean, it definitely has its own feel as well, you know. It's, uh, like, I can see why people might have not liked it, you know, that much when it came out. But I really like the fact that they're trying to introduce the magic and a lot of exploration that you're going to find in the future of the series. Yeah, yeah. I. This is a game that's, well... It's not a bad game, I don't think, but if you describe it on paper, you'd be like, this sounds like an awesome game. You know what I mean? Like a really right. awesome, you know, and it's like, it's it's it doesn't quite gel together, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, there's just a lot of little things that keep it from being great. Um, Like the sprites. Oh, yeah. How do you feel about the sprites here? You know, they grew on me as I played, but I was really put off by them when I started. They, they they do have their own feel. Like none of these are this. They don't look like any sprites you've seen before. You know. Yeah, I mean these aren't enemies you find in any other Castlevania game for the most part. Not really. I mean they all look different. I kind of like the thinness of them. You know, like. And that's the other thing. Everything's really thin and skinny, including uh, Sonya herself. Where normally as a Belmont, you're a squat kind of shorter character. She's a very tall and thin character. Yeah, I, I, I kind of like it because it, it helps, again, size it down in a way. Like, your sprite's pretty small and stuff. Uh, it makes the screens feel bigger. Yeah, I it, like I said, at first I was off-put, but as I played, I started to enjoy it more and more. And as I played, I noticed they tried to give as much little flares to her movement as they could for the very uh, sparse amount of pixels they gave her. Yeah, no, I know what you mean, man. Um, it does have some good, like, cutscene graphics. Oh, those are amazing. Like, again, straight-up anime, that's that same. It's a consistent style with the manual stuff it shows you as well. Mm -hmm. So, pretty cool. And those portraits, those are definitely reminding me of Symphony of the Night. Yeah, they're awesome, man. Um, I I wish there was more, I guess. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I was always pleasantly surprised anytime they popped up. Yeah, yeah. What? Uh, so, how did you feel about the music in this game? You know, it, it was so good in the last one we played, and the one before it, that... Is a little disappointing, but it was never bad by any means. Yeah, I 
I started off the game kind of disappointed. And, you know, I remember there was like, there's a few decent songs. But then when I was going back through and listening to all the tracks, downloading stuff for the podcast, like there's a lot of really good songs. And like this game actually has like 25 tracks. I mean, they're all short, but I was really like, wow, there's a ton of these. Like, and there's some that I, I really enjoyed. So, but I feel like most of it is just okay. Yeah. Um, it's very workmanlike, you know, it's doing its job, but it doesn't stand out. And like you said, there are times where it does rise to the occasion though. So it, it's another one of these games where it, it's hard to live up to the monumental work its predecessors have done. Yeah. And I could see it getting a bad rap musically because it does have a few, like, I think you get vampire killer comes back at one point and bloody tears, but they sound, eh, they're not my, not the best versions. No, no. Uh, and as you said, these, Enemies are weird. They are not the normal enemies that you find in a Castlevania game. And a lot of their sprites are just a little janky. Like uh, that one like ghost you fight way too often. Like the shadow or whatever. Yeah, I, I hate that thing a lot. <laughs> it's a weird enemy, too, because they always come, you know, they just come straight at you. Like most of the enemies are using different, like you'll see a bat. You'll be like, all right, I know what I'm up against. Well, you don't because these bats are different. Oh, I love these bats. I, I don't think they're necessarily worse, but it is kind of off-putting where you're playing Castlevania and then you'll see an enemy and it behaves totally different than you might expect or did in the past. Yeah, the bats in this one are so weird because they just kind of go back and forth and sometimes just sit back down. Yeah, yeah. Which is why I like them because I, you know, I can then just hit them from across the room. It's those those uh, shadow things that are the worst because since they do lock onto you and come from the ceiling, it is so hard to get a good hit on them. Yeah, and... That's one thing, like, this game, like, when you get hit, you don't fly back as nearly as far as you used to in another right. Castlevania. So that, combined with the very quick invincibility for yourself, like, you can get trapped by an enemy that's just, oh, yeah. like, in, you know what I mean? And you're just whipping. You're like, please get in front of me or behind me. <laughs> like, I can't hit you. <laughs> and I just keep taking damage. It sucks. And that's one of the biggest weaknesses of this game is that since you don't have an axe or anything to throw overhead... It is really hard to deal with enemies that are above you. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of vertical sections in this game, so... There are a lot. And that's why I, I leaned on some of those, like, screen-clearing spells or whatever, because, yeah. I mean, it's just the most efficient way of killing some of these enemies instead of having to do that perfect timing whip swing. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Um, and it's... Uh... That can also be exacerbated in certain situations, especially in the vertical ones, because the enemy respawn rate is atrociously cruel. Like, oh, I I hate it so much. Like, I, I I've triggered it by jumping. Like, where I'm like, oops, and then it's like, nope, now that enemy's back. Like, oh my gosh, like they yeah, they do not stop. It's not so bad in the side scrolling sections, but in the vertical sections, it is brutal. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's no fun. No, especially when you're spawning like flying enemies. It's just, it's too much sometimes. Yeah. Ugh. I did really enjoy that they added this uh, more explorative side of things for this game. Yeah, I just wish there was things that were more useful to find. You know, like the collected items is cool, but you don't use them, you know? Right. And that's really about all there is besides traps. Like, I wish there were, you know, even though I really enjoy the soul weapon system, you know, I, I do wish you mm -hmm. had like some... You know, maybe like an invincibility item or, you know, just some little power ups to look or instead or of just, just a Yeah, or just both. You having your soul weapons that are permanent and then maybe a sub weapon that you switch between depending on where you find it in the level. Yeah. Cause otherwise it's just a sea of little hearts, you know? Yeah, I do. And I try to get 
Most of them. It's rough. Yeah. You know, you know, you got a problem when you can't say no. But it is very interesting being able to heal in a Castlevania game. Uh, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a new feeling, but it feels good. Definitely. Well, this is it. The level by level portion of our show. And we're going to start with level one, as crazy as that is. <laughs> yeah, this game uh, is pretty cool because, you know, much like Castlevania, you get your little in between your, your like route map up and around through the castle. Everybody loves a good map. And level one is your approach to the castle itself. Yeah, you, you know, start off, you're in some some woods, you know, and they look all right. Tons of candles around and... Those candles in the woods, you know, very safe. <laughs> yeah, and you'll get introduced to a lot of the weaker enemies here. Like, uh, I call them will-o'-wisps. They just look like a little fireball-y thing, as well as bats here, and those worms that fall from the from the trees. Yeah, those worms are nothing. The little ghost wisp guy, nothing. Don't even worry about them. It's that stupid shadow you got to worry about. Yes, you will meet them for the first time here, and they're not bad here because it's a side-scrolling level and it's usually open enough to where you'll see them they'll come at you and you have plenty of time to jump up and swing and kill them yes but they will be back and it will not be cool now this level has lots of meat in it so don't worry yeah, but it yeah. also has your first trap candle yeah i fell into this one twice in a row because i did not understand what was truly happening oh bummer and that's about halfway <laughs> through the level here yeah, yeah, you whip a candle, you'll fall into a room, which starts, you know, there's four zombies that each time you kill one, they'll just keep respawning, and you have to kill like 20 of them, but... And uh, the trap candles, though, do usually have a pattern where there's two levels, and it's on the second level, it's, it's on the ground floor of an area. Mm, yeah, and like, this one, at least with the zombie ones, you, you, you there's a safe spot, you can, you can crouch and move, which is also cool, that's new to this game, I think. So you can climb, you can crawl underneath one of these like ledges and the zombies won't fit there. So you'll be okay. Okay. And this level does, of course, like all of them have a special item to find and that is the axe, but it really oh, takes yeah. you way out of the way. Yeah. You have to backtrack. I found this one on my own because mm -hmm. it's a, it, it is kind of a weird thing to be in a Castlevania level and I'm like, I can go up or left and I'm like, I, I, I don't, what do I do? <laughs> yeah. I, I also felt that pang of panic where I was like, uh oh. But, I mean, beyond that one branch, this is a pretty linear level. Yep, totally. Um, you can go back. There is a second trap room. Uh, you will get to, like, a broken bridge at the top. Mm -hmm. I think along the way here, we'll start seeing those. Uh, one of these, you know, sprites that I, I came to really like, which is the, like, spear. I'm assuming skeletons. Yeah, those guys are cool. They're, they're, they're just so skinny. I like it. I don't know. It's really weird. <laughs> and, of course, there is a boss at the end of this level, and... Normally, in the beginning of a Castlevania game, your first boss is a bat. That's right. And this is the most hardcore bat you've ever fought. This looks more like man bat. Yeah. But it's called the creature's bat. So make of that what you will. And you fight it at the gates to the castle. But this uh, fight is pretty easy. Yeah, he really only he, he, he moves at you, flies at you, you know, horizontally. And he'll do like a swooping stomp. Yes. And doesn't That's... he shoot a fireball out at an angle? I maybe i know there's one later that does that as well but i couldn't remember because this guy is so easy to kill <laughs> even without your burning mode no i just traded uh blows with it yeah it's not i mean like it does do more damage than you do but you can whip it so much faster yes and with burning mode this guy's nothing 
Agreed. Then you then move on to level two. Yes, now you're inside the castle. Yes, and this is the classic hallway entrance with the large windows and staircases. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I feel like this level looks it's a little rough in parts because it's just you know the background is just it's like all white you know yeah i mean that is one of the other weaknesses of this of this game is that its backgrounds are a little sparse yeah i mean it's not a deal breaker but this is this was a a level that kind of gave put a bad taste in my mouth early on because it is just walking to the right on a long flat plane for quite a while yes uh you do see some new enemies here though you have your your uh you've got your knight that has oh yeah yeah but you also have the sword knight Yes, he's uh he's tougher. Yeah, it takes a whole bunch of hits. Uh, and he can block you with his sword. His feet, though, are always fair game. Yeah, yeah. I always try to take care of them from a different platform, <laughs> if at all possible. Yes, and both of the first ones you fight, you have to kill them to clear out some spikes and backtrack a little bit to then go through the area that spikes were. Now they are gone once you have destroyed this knight. Oh yes, that's true. They're kind of mini bosses. You can um. I think here is where we see those uh, enemies, those giant skulls that come down. They oh, behave kind of like a boo. They behave almost exactly like a boo. But they're way worse. Like, they they look scary. They, they look like those big skulls from Razor. Yeah, well, they remind me of the cover of the Evil Dead uh, VHS box. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but it, uh, or Evil Dead 2, as I should say. Now, the stopwatch is in this level, and it's just up this giant shaft, so it's pretty easy to get to. Yeah, I got this one as well unwittingly uh there's a collapsing bridge here classic yeah yeah it's it feels a little in slow-mo but it's really not hard nope you don't even have to get anything on the way or fight anyone there's a pretty good looking library in here as well sadly you only see it for like two rooms yeah Yeah, i mean you know i I get it Uh, with levels this size on the game boy i don't know you can't fill them all with bricks but uh, it's nice where wherever you you see the backgrounds They're, they're good where they are is what i mean and then this uh level has one heck of a a final boss yeah, the Death Dragon. Yeah, the Death Dragon. And this dragon, man, it's an, it's a really awesome looking sprite. It's like the front half of the dragon. Classic, uh, only the neck and head are moving. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you just got to wait for it to be at the right level. Again, this one's really easy. You can jump over most of its fireballs. Yeah, yeah. And some of them, you know, he does stomp the or kind of fly up and hit the ground. And then some ceiling tiles will drop oh, wherever yeah. you're standing. So, But when he does hit the ground, go into burning mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I beat this guy without burning mode as well before I knew what I was doing. Um, oh, I had figured it out at this point. Uh, one cool thing um, that the manual notes is that uh, this is a dragon that Dracula killed and then brought back as a like zombie dragon to live in his castle, I guess. But hmm. Not unlike the Munsters. Yeah, that's right. He's like Spot or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that Dracula also wanted to keep a pet. Yeah, well, he's a lonely guy, you know? Mm-hmm. But once you defeat it, you get your healing power, the ice spell, mm, and you yes, move on to level three. Yes, you do. The clock tower. And you know, it's if it's Castlevania, you got to have a clock tower. That's a pretty good looking clock tower for a Game Boy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like it, actually. Um, this uh, level has a lot. It's a very vertical level, so you have a lot of uh, chains and ropes to uh, climb. And, you know, it, it starts to feel like Donkey Kong Jr. at some points where you're like going in between all these uh-huh. rows of vertical uh, ropes and such. And there's this weird new creature that I don't know what it's supposed to be, but it also lives in the clock tower. You think it might be a hunchback, but it's not. It's some sort of monster that shoots fireballs at you that climbs the chains. 
Yeah, I I wrote down. I'm like, is this an alien or a lizard man or something? I I don't, I don't know. know. I will it say can... this though. Uh, this level has so much up and down movement that you actually do on chains or ropes. But I actually kind of like it because I felt like I was able to time and aim my whip better when climbing a rope than if I was just jumping. Yeah, I could see that. It's uh, it, it's intimidating when you start seeing all this stuff and you're like, oh, geez, but um. You handle a little better. I don't know. You, you can Sonya can deal with it, even if Simon might not have been able to. No, you do have a mini boss in this level. Yeah, it looks like another dragon, but I guess it's a flying wolf. I guess the head looks a little wolfish. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. Just fight this guy. He shoots a thing that you can. Well, he shoots fight. a triple spread of flames. You know, he'll kind of fly up and shoot him down, and then moves left and right. It's really not hard. No, you can dodge those flames very easily. Yeah, definitely. And he's very slow, so not a big deal. The hardest part of this level is that your uh, special item is way off the beaten path. Yeah. Oh, it definitely. I didn't get this one. Okay. And then if you go past it, there's a giant chap. There's a giant trap room where you have to fight like three waves of hard enemies. Ugh, yeah. I didn't. Um. I didn't really mean to skip it. You know what I mean? But I was just going through it, and by the time I'd already beaten the level, I, that's when I started looking at the maps, and I was like, oh. And this level has what is considered to be the hardest boss in most Castlevania games. Right, right. And that is death itself. Yeah, death. This time he is a pushover. Yeah, yes, this is the easiest death you'll ever... I don't know, maybe in Castlevania 2 is pretty easy, but... Yeah, he literally just jumps back and forth or flies, I guess, left and right on the screen and shoots, uh, you know, he shoots his scythes at you. But you can hit them, like, before they even appear almost. Yeah, they're 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 destroyable just like they always were. So, but there's only two no of them problem. that come out, and one of they always come out from the exact same spot, pretty much. So, if you have your timing right, you just jump up, whip him, and whip it at the same time. Yeah, you can it, generally just standing stand in the center of the room, jumping and whipping. And if it gets scary, you can use your burning mode or your healing powers. So, yeah, I was like, okay, I'm gonna use my burning mode when I get down to like two or three life bars, but I never did, and I just killed this guy, and I was like. What? Yeah. Was this death? And, you know, uh, I just realized something that I think is different about this game than other Castlevanias, that you do retain your number of hearts in between levels. I think you do, yes. Yeah, so you can save them up, which is very important. I like that they did that. After you beat this, though, <laughs> you get one more soul power, which is the fire. Yes, fire, fire. And then you move on to level four, deeper into the castle. And it's interesting because you start on the bottom right and work your way to the left this time. Yeah, yeah, which, you know, I like because it does match your little path on the route map in between levels. Mm -hmm. uh, there is a, a new little trick they throw at you this time, and that is these areas where the candles don't have hearts in them. They have bats in them. Oh, yeah, yeah, or spiders sometimes. Because mm -hmm. uh, you'll see spiders Jerks. in this level, and the spiders are a couple hits. They can be a little bit of a pain. That's right. Um, you also, I think... Maybe not right away in this level, but this is the first appearance of what I call the sandworm. Oh, yeah. Where it, You know, at first I thought it was like a little flame on the ground moving, but when you get close, it erupts up vertically. Yes. And it looks... Uh, very, very there. phallic. <laughs> I feel like, I was like, is this another part of the anime touch of this? <laughs> like, I thought that exact same thing. I was like, wow, they really went for it here, huh? <laughs> as soon as I looked at it, I was like, oh, my, I can't believe that's so gross. Yes, it is. But luckily, they're very easy to fight. Yeah, yeah. You just stand still, and they'll pop out of the ground in front of you. And you can yeah, yeah. 
there's no way of describing how you would attack it without going further into any window. <laughs> I was going to go with beat but, uh, and then whip, and then I was just done. <laughs> Battle. Uh, uh, now, halfway through this level is another mini boss, and it is Miss Medusa. Yeah, and it's not like any other Medusa I've ever fought, <laughs> where you know you'd expect them to be shooting beams of you know out of their eyes or whatever. But here, she uses a sword. Yeah. It's a little weird, but it's cool. I like that. I, mean, I like the Medusa sprite, but she just kind of hops back and forth and swords you. It's pretty easy. My favorite part of this fight is when you kill her. Yeah, and her head flies off. Yeah, to infect the castle. Yeah, I guess. It's That's like the, this is the birth. The birth of those damn of Medusa the... heads. <laughs> Another interesting thing they add in this level are those chains that uh, you have to jump on and then they move you around. Yeah, they kind of go left and right, but and they're on. Yeah, they don't really offer much of a like a challenge or anything. They're just an interesting new little kink in your movement. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the special item's pretty easy to get in this one. It's pretty much on the way. Yeah, yeah. And it is the holy water, the best. And then at the very end of the level, you have a really interesting confrontation with Alucard. Yeah, you get a little. Uh, you get some kind of a cutscene with some dialogue boxes because you are in the throne room of the castle. Yeah, yeah. This is the top floor of the castle, so, you know, when Alucard tells him, you know, it kind of hints at them having, uh, you know, being in a relationship maybe or something, and, you know, he classic video game logic, he decides that to prove that you're strong enough to go on, you have to fight him. Yeah, even though he doesn't want you to fight him, he doesn't think you have what it takes, but now that you have the burning mode, you're confident yeah, I... in your ability to fight him, and you should be, Yes, because with that yes, burning mode, should. he is a, a walk in the park. He's not even that bad without it, but yeah. I don't even remember what he does. He, well, he has like classic Dracula style fireballs. He waves his cape back and I think two fireballs come out that you can destroy or jump. And then he has like a sword that he attacks you, that he rushes you with or whatever. I just went straight into burning mode and whipped away. Yeah, that's the way to go. And he will not last long. No, but you will get your next uh, soul power. Uh, yeah, this is the saint power. Okay. Simon Templar, beware. And so, yeah. And after that, you move on to the fifth stage, the cathedral. Yeah, although it actually starts with you falling through the floor, which opens, and then you're now down in some like caves for a few screens. Well, quite a few screens before you get to the cathedral itself. Yeah, and these these caves look pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. Not a lot of just empty white, you know. Right. And it's interesting because there's a lot more split paths in this level mm -hmm. and dead ends. Unfortunately, yeah. If you were not looking at a map, you could get really off track here yeah and i mean lose that time man that's the thing especially because down here too you will find some new enemies the fishmen this is their first appearance i believe yes and they act just like the old fishmen except for they take two hits from a weak whip or fireballs but one from your fully powered whip yeah and they they i feel like they move a little like they'll jump out of the water but then they'll do these weird hops that i don't i don't remember from other games but oh no they I'm bounce wrong. And before, they used to just shamble. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, kill them if you must, and then you will make it to a mini-boss, the Minotaur. Yes, the Minotaur. One of and the... he is very easy once you know his pattern. <laughs> yeah, he just, there's like a two little like ledges on the left and right of the screen, and then a, a platform in the center, and then he just kind of hops and follows you around. <laughs> like Yeah. He, does he breathe fire you. or something? Or claw at you? I don't, I don't think so. Um, I mean, all I remember I was remember is whipping that, the crap out of him. Yeah, you you just have to maintain the distance, and when he jumps to the next platform, you go underneath him. Yeah, yeah. And he'll keep going across. Like, he doesn't chase you. He just has a set pattern for most of it. Right, right. So 
you you can you can memorize it easily. Very much so. Now here's where things get interesting because halfway through this level, right after you beat the Minotaur, there is a weird uh, giant chamber that you can fall down into. And halfway down the chamber are a few candles in the middle of nothing. If you destroy the topmost candle, yeah. you will destroy the floor. It'll open up a trap. If you don't, it's just a loop. You can hit the ground and go back up to the top again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, like I encountered that room. I went to the right from the very beginning, and it's just an empty room. And you're like, ah, okay, whatever. Uh, maybe I'll come back. But then you you head up a vertical um, kind of shaft, you know, where which really this is where the enemies are getting really hectic now. There's lots of those stupid shadows and things attacking you. So many at once. It's uh, it's brutal. But then it's like, I just passed that shaft. I never even noticed it. I thought it was just like a pit or something. <laughs> I skipped it. So I mean, I had a map. That's the only reason I knew. And uh, if you open yeah. up that, that bottom area, you fall through and you go to the hidden stage, the dungeon of the castle. Yeah. And it is a entirely linear, just one shot. There is a tiny branch for health, but mainly you just mm -hmm. have to make it all the way to the end where you will find that uh, cross. Yep. Uh, and, and there is which, a boss here as well. Yeah, he's a big executioner. Yeah, he starts in the far left, and there are two pits, and um, you can get a few hits off on him, and he'll trap you on that far side, but if you go into burning mode, you could just jump up and wail on him, and he's dead. Yeah. I, I really don't understand yeah, how just, else you would fight him, though. He just kind of clumsily follows you. There's a way... Um, I didn't fight him, so. Uh, but the video I watched, the guy seemed really good at it. So, you know, it was just staying ahead of him and knowing. I guess you just can't uh, get trapped on that far right side. Yeah, it's. I, I think it's about staying in the middle three platforms. Ah, okay. I mean, I don't know. I, yeah. What's interesting, though, is once you've beaten him, you are then put back right after the Minotaur. Yeah, that's nice. So you do have to do that horrible shaft again, but you don't have to do the whole first half of the level. Yeah, and then that's... When you head past that pit is where you get to the area where it's truly more like cathedral looking. Yes. And then it's just a gauntlet of enemies that take two or three hits. It's all about, I felt like it was just trying to slow me down. Yeah, a lot of knights and Ennio bats, all those things that, ugh, they're, they are no fun. They are not. Now, at the very end of this level, if you go to the bottom, there is health. But if you go to the top, there is the final boss, the showdown with Dracula. Dracula himself. And... This Dracula might scream, Dracula scream, <laughs> but uh, the real problem is, the real situation with this Dracula is that you may be tempted to hold off on using your burning mode, because if you have played any other Castlevania games, you know for a fact that this humanoid ca Dracula is not your final fight. No, you know it's not. But you'd be a fool, because you want to use that burning mode almost right away. Yeah. Well, this I mean, first form, you have Dracula, and he goes around your three spots disappearing and reappearing throwing some fireballs out in classic dracula style yeah he does like a, it's like a five-way spread shot and it's pretty easy to avoid most of it yeah and i don't know how many hits it takes but it was less than i expected yeah yeah i i do want to say though i love this dracula sprite did you see how it's like his cape is like a wing yes when he shoots and stuff like i really think it looks cool and this room is really cool with that big uh, stained glass cross behind him and everything less cool is the second form of this Dracula. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which you have the giant demon form. And while you do see the outline of the demon body with the giant wings and whatnot, the only mm -hmm. thing that moves in is what you're fighting is this weird, almost dog-faced looking skull of Dracula. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like the body has like, I guess, ghost faces in it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. 
And I mean, there are two pits in here, so watch out for those. The problem is that this skull, it moves around in such a way that your burning mode is pretty much useless because there's very there's not enough time to stand and attack it. Yeah. Well, and it's like it's emitting an eight-way shot periodically. Yes. Every time it appears, it shoots out that eight-way shot. But the thing is, is it moves on a very steady path to, what is it, like six points around the room? Yeah, I think so. So once you know that, it's very easy to avoid its fire. Well, and I mean, since you know it's it's always eight ways, they're always straight shots, like you can tell as soon as it appears, you're like, all right, I know where the safe spot is. So even if hopefully you can get there, it's it's really not tough. And since it's in such a standard pattern, you know exactly where he's going to be. So I, you could have a fireball already in the air ready to hit oh, him yeah. when it appears. Yeah. I thought this yeah, final yeah. boss was like uh, surprisingly easy. I agree, because um, I don't remember. I don't think I used burning mode on this one either. So I mean, the only reason I did was because I was like, "Well, I'm going to use it, so I might as well use it in the first half." <laughs> yeah, if you don't have it, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you haven't used it, yeah. But otherwise, I felt like this. Uh, this Dracula was was a walk in the park. Yes, sir. I agree. And then once you've defeated this Dracula, you are treated to well. Oh, okay. I'm so sorry. I did forget to mention the awesome cutscene where you and Dracula argue. Oh, sure. About yeah. the fate of mankind and. You get some really good Please. shots and a hilarious text. <laughs> I love the, you know, the bad, the cheesy dialogue kind of with Dracula and all and so many games in in this franchise, you know, where it's like, what is a man or these the philosophical vaguely, you know, I don't know. It's it's so funny. Oh yeah. Like I mean, there's a part where Sonya's like, people must fulfill their dreams with their own power. <laughs> <laughs> ah, she's right though, you know? Yes. Um but yeah, the and, um, the dialogue pretty much is just kind of setting up the the franchise where, it's, you know, he, he's like, you think you beat me, but I'll be back. And she's like, well, I'll have a family, you know, the, we'll be here to kill, to stop you every time. Yes. Uh, and then if you got the special, I guess I don't, I, I can see where she then goes on a little further at the end. And then did you get the cut scene at the end of her on the hilltop? Yeah, I think you get the, I, I saw the crumble scene and then it gives okay. you your hit score, you know. And that's a classic. And it's the, not a Castlevania ending without watching the, the castle itself crumble to the ground. Yeah. And hey, Sonya's sprite looks great. Like that's a much more detailed. Usually it's just like the gameplay sprite. You mm -hmm. know? And it looks great. You're right. And then you it gives you your hit score, which I guess is how many enemies you killed. Okay. I don't know what it does. I don't think it does anything, but you do get real credits. Yes, that's very nice. And it does one of my favorite classy moves in a game. Which oh, is, I know what you're going to say. After all the credits. After all the credits. The game thanks you. It was a special thanks to a couple people and you. And I, I always appreciate and being you. thanked. I do. I, I love it. I, I think every game should do that. But And then after that, I think, is where you get the scene, which is another kind of, I guess, cut scenes, that anime-style art scene of her with a young child, a baby. Yes. Which I don't know if that's Christopher or Trevor. I don't know <laughs> who the, the first male Belmont was. Of course, I guess this is all non-canon anyways, so... Whatever. It's a moot point. Either way, she has cursed her children and their offspring to a horrible life of vampire hunting. <laughs> well, here we are in the final portion of our show, the review portion. And of course, we use the classic Nintendo Power Review System that has four categories, each category a possible score from zero to five, starting with graphics and sound. 
Nick, I gave this game a 3.5. Hey, me too. You know, I said the sprites really grew on me as I played the game, uh, but the serviceable music and the lack of detail in a lot of the backgrounds really kept it from getting to that next level. Yeah, I uh, I agree. Um, I, I, I really came to appreciate the sprites as well, and the backgrounds remind me of the music in that some of it like is good, but a lot of it is just blank, or yeah. you know what I mean? Nothing, where you're like, eh, all right. And, uh, you know, when you see those uh, cutscene sprites, that really pops things up for me. So luckily those were a lot towards the end, and that really gave me a nice lasting impression. Yeah. Next up is Play Control, which I gave a 3.0. Okay, I, I went with a 2.5, but I, I don't know. It's uh, I think it's pretty decent. You yeah, know? it's not bad. It's a little slow. I mean, but it is a Castlevania game. I was kind of impressed at the fact that you had burning mode and a super move, like, uh, you know, the up and attack. Yeah. And yeah. for the most part, I, I didn't cool. really have trouble with juggling those. Uh, my biggest problem was that a lot of times that they wanted me to jump up through these vertical areas and jump off and on these ropes and it just was kind of awkward sometimes you just didn't have the speed you needed yeah well and you know this game does do a weird thing i forgot to mention earlier but where you know like platforms that you or enemies walk on you can jump up through them kind of like contra style yes and it's like i would forget it many times and be like i don't know what to do here (laughs) you know so it took some getting used to and my only really complaint about control was just the you know, the weird, like, lack of knockback and the invincibilities, you know, sometimes it was just like you get mobbed. And I was like, I felt a little unfair. I can see that. Well, after that is Challenge Factor, Nick. Okay, I went with a 2.5. I gave it the same. With all of the continues, the passwords, the healing, this is by far one mm-hmm. of the easier Castlevania games we've played. Yeah, I mean... Honestly, you know, it's it's the levels that are the tough part, and it's not, not necessarily that they're super hard or even at any certain point, but they're just long, and it's just a, a battle of attrition. Which I think the hardest part is the time. You, yeah, yeah. Well, it's like, yeah, that's true, too. And But once you get the ice spell, it really helps a lot. Definitely. And finally, we have theme and fun. I went with a 2.5. I gave it a 3.0. I said I, I actually enjoyed it. It has some interesting areas. And I did think it was uh, they did a good job of making each level feel like a different portion of the castle. Yeah, yeah. I um I think it's a it is a solid Castlevania game, and it is definitely not the worst. Um, it's yeah, that'd it's, be Castlevania it, too. It's so like almost there. Oh no, don't don't, don't start <laughs> I, with me again. I was bro. wondering how long you let that slide. <laughs> <laughs> it's just you know, like I said before, it has a lot of neat ideas that just don't quite it's like it's like a brick house the the bricks are good but it's like the mortar is just kind of boring at times like there are points where i was just going across these levels where i'm like i'm really sick of these like it's not just that the enemies are repetitive it's that they're not necessarily used in like new or interesting ways i I don't know i I, it was just certain there were a few stretches of this game where i was just like it just it felt a little boring so yeah Well, Nick, this is the first time in a long time that I feel like I really don't know the answer to this final question. Should you play this game? Yeah. I mean, it's it's not bad. I mean, if you like Castlevania already, if this is your first one, maybe not. Yeah, I said kind of. I put yes, if you're a Castlevania fan. If you're not, eh, you you could skip this one. It's not it's not going to make it into the history books. It's not going to change your thoughts on anything from platforming to Castlevania. It's just another interesting Game Boy game. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's interesting as an oddity, kind of, or an outlier within the franchise. But it's just, it's, it's definitely missable. 
It definitely is. Next week's game will be Zex's for the Nintendo Entertainment System. So find a copy of that game any way you can and play along, friends. That's right. And do you know how to spell that game? X-E-X-Y-Z. Did we pronounce it right? If you think so, or if you think we didn't, let us know at cartridgecommand at gmail.com. I'm guessing we didn't, but who knows? I think I, I think it sounded good. Well, that's all that matters then. <laughs> now, uh, if you think it sounded awful, you can let me know on Facebook at Cartridge Command or on the Twitterverse at Cart Command. We have those sites. We do pay some small amount of attention to them. So if you do contact us on there, we will get back to you within the week, I promise. Yeah, he promises. But of course, we must go out of our way to thank the wonderful, fine, awesome, and great folks that give to us at patreon.com slash cartridge command, for it is their hard-earned dollars that they give to us once a month that makes this show possible and feasible. Yeah, it makes us possible and feasible. Yes, without your support, this show would not exist. Uh, we're, so we're a couple of working class guys. We do this in our spare time. And thanks to our wonderful patrons, they pay for our hosting, our equipment, anything that we may need to make this show go on. And the more that you can give, the more that we can give. So right now we do this one show. We love it. We give it to you every week whenever we can. But if we could get a little more money, who knows? We could possibly do a second podcast. We could maybe even, oh. Oh, who knows? Finally get that OG RPG rolling on a weekly basis. <laughs> That's tough. It might be pie in the sky thinking, but you know what? There's enough cartridge commandos out there that could give us that one, five, ten, whatever many dollars you think you could. We super appreciate it. And for those that do give, thank you so very much. And for those that are about to give, thank you as well. And yeah, as always, cartridge commandos, game on! Castlevania Legends was developed and published by Capcom. No, not Capcom.